Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Girl, tell me your favorite songs. I'll put your records on. I happen to love that song. Well, that's your favorite song? It's, it's not my favorite song, but it's one of the ones that I love. Well, so you're supposed to tell me your favorite song. Give me five favorite songs right at the top of your bed, or at the top of your head. Come on, five favorite songs. Come on. Okay, Lightning My Immortal. My Immortal. There we go. Okay, yeah. Royals. Funeral funeral Dirge. Okay, keep going. Mad- Madness. <laughs> by Our House. No, by Muse. Oh, okay. Uh, uh-huh, which should be played on this station. No, keep going. Okay. Um... Let's see, Naro's Barkley Crazy. We play that. We do? Yeah, that's on that's on here. Yeah. Oh, it is? Well, remember, oh, okay. remember when, when I started the station, I said I was going to try to stay away from slow music. That's why I don't play My Immortal, because, you know, you know what happened? They did a research study that uh, uh-huh. people that listen like KZK, soft, like the soft music stations, they're involved in more car accidents than people listen to our station because they fall asleep when they're on the highway. They're driving down the highway, and oh, my immortals are. No, that's not right. And then when the, my and immortals next... on, they're just jamming. They're turning the radio up. <laughs> no, they're they're jamming, no, they're and not. they're just kind of. They're zen. asleep in their car, driving down 270, and then all of a sudden, an- another song comes on. Oh, oh, oh! And then you realize they're like driving across the median. Oh my God! I almost hit that car. You know that's what happens. That's what happens. True, true. I wouldn't kid okay. you. Okay, so I get one more. Yeah, go ahead. One more. Um, <laughs> you're you're four oh for four so far. So no, no, you're one for four because we do already play Charles Bark, Narles Barkley, Narles whatever. Barkley. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the song is, but it's um, it's about when they get the la- the the call. When they get the any call, call that can fall to your you make you fall to your knees. We play that. That's what's his. Face. I know we do. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that's we play that. I know. Yeah. So, well, well, but you're saying like I said, five favorite songs we don't play on the radio. Oh, I didn't hear that specificity. Yes, yes, yes. I say your five. Did favorite you songs. like that word specificity? Man, I'm telling you, six fourteen in the morning, and you're throwing down with the big words. I'm, this is going to be an interesting day. I don't know if I can keep up with you today. I'm, keep I'm gonna, up. I'm going to have to work hard today. This is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Uh, we're on three radio stations now. FM one hundred four point five KSOQ. Casting. I actually casting. used that at, at an event the other day. I said, "We're." They're saying, "Well, how's business?" I'm like, "It is going wonderful." We're actually trimal casting. And they said what? They're like, what is that? And I told them. And they said what? They said very impressive. Oh well, you know we're going to be outdone by Tracy Ellis because when she gets on 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 in online with her twenty six <laughs> radio, she's going to be quintuple. No, no, quint- no, twenty six radio. Quintuple casting. Twenty six radio stations now. That's what she's up to. Twenty six radio. No, stations. she's not. Yeah, no, honest to God, twenty six radio stations. No, yeah. no. She bought. She couldn't have gone from thirteen hey, you know yesterday what? to twenty six today. She doubled because you know what? I have, I have, I love people like this. They kicked her off 97.1 with a real estate show. So she bought the station, and she bought all the other stations. She bought Camo X. She bought KZK. She bought Y98. She bought... No, she didn't. She did, honest to God. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I mean, you know, what's interesting I, is... I, no, Tra- that's not true. Tracy Ellis is one of those people that I knew her when. 
I knew her when. I've known her for like, what, 13, 14 years, something like that. I think Something like that, yes. She started her... And you did give her her start. Well, the crazy thing about this is, is that, you know, all these people she's got in her radio station started, well, I shouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them started with me. And yeah, when, they when did. I said something to her about that, she goes, well, I didn't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. You know, I'm going like, I can't remember the guy's name. I got to, I got to remember it. Man, I tell you what, I, I'm, I think, I, I, I. I, I listen to me now. I identify with I, Joe I, Biden. I, 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 he actually took a question at a press conference the other day. You know, I mean, it's, what's funny? You know how he ends his press conferences? Who did? Joe, this has gotten to be like a running joke among the reporters. Who? Joe Biden, the president of the United States. Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. When he you, gets you done, gears on me. When he gets done making like you know, standing in front of reporters and stuff like that, and he says, "My staff." told me not to take any questions or something like that. I'm not smart. My staff, I'm going to get in trouble if I answer questions. I mean, like, think about that for a minute, okay? When you're the president of the United States, okay, you can do anything you want. You know, I mean. Evidently, you can't. Well, if you, if you wake up in the morning and you're the president of the United States and you say, hey, you know what? I don't like, years ago, I had a bad taco when I was in Mexico City. Um, you know, and he can call up one of his generals and say, hey, general, I'm going to give you the Latin lawn of this taco stand. I want you to have an Apache A64 attack helicopter. I want you to go over and fire a couple hell- hellfire missiles into that taco stand in Mexico City because 82 or, or 36 years ago, I had a bad taco there and I want you to blow up. Yes, sir. We're all in the world. We'll get a we'll get us chopper scrambled. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, if, and if he's on and, and think about it, like he. It, like he used to, he brags about the fact that he he loves Amtrak. He goes up and down because he lives in he lived in Delaware and he went back and forth on the East Coast. You know, a lot of people commute back and forth on the East Coast on on Amtrak. And he talked about how he did this on Amtrak. Okay, let's say there was a conductor that wasn't nice to him. You know, I mean, roll out of bed one morning. I remember that guy on Amtrak six hundred two. I'm gonna make that guy's life miserable today. I'm going to I'm going to take his job away from Amtrak and I'm going to make him go work at uh, the Parks Department in Utah. He's going to empty trash cans at the Parks Department in Utah. You know what I mean? I mean that when you're the president, you can do that kind of stuff. You can do anything you want, anything. Well, evidently, you have to get the approval of the staff. <laughs> I don't understand that. That you know, and what cracks me up about that is is that I I you know, it's his handler. Everybody needs a handler, Brad. Yeah, but but. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I just, and, and you know what? Someone, I had someone say to me, you're making fun of him because he's old. Okay. That has nothing to do with it. Not the case because of the uh, no, fact I that. No, I just, I just, I have, whoever told you that, I disagree. I ran into a guy yesterday that I used to do business with. Okay. Literally ran into him in a parking lot. I mean, not smashed into him, but I mean, like him and I came so close that we could have rubbed shoulders, almost did. I'm walking into a place he's walking. I mean, I'm walking out of a place he's walking into a place. And this guy used to own an auto repair shop. And this guy's name is, 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 is Henry. Matter of fact, I can tell you exactly. Well, I won't give it out because he doesn't own it anymore. Sold it, so I don't want to hassle the new people. Okay, because quite honestly, they've got some issues. And I, I was talking to him about that. I said, "Man, it's not the same place." And you sold. Oh, I know, I know. And I said to him, "I said, I said, damn, you look good." And he's sharp as a tack. He remembers me from like 20 years ago when I got my car fixed there. He knew my name, remembered my name. And I said to him, "How old are you?" And he says, "I'm 82." 
he's sharp as a tack. And I said to him, and what's interesting because he sold, and he, he wasn't, I can tell he wasn't real happy about this. He essentially sold the auto repair place to his son like 10 years ago. And in a lot of these sad situations with second generation businesses, I don't think the son did, did a real good job with it. You know what I'm saying? You got you, you see this a lot where you have like a first generation business owner. Matter of fact, it's sort of interesting because they talk about if you read business books all the time, it talks about rarely does a family owned business make it into third generation. And if it does, it usually falls apart in the third generation. The first generation, the guy, and typically, this is typical of a lot of immigrants who come over and start businesses, especially, and I'm not making fun of immigrants, but it's to the point where here these people are dirt poor. They come from some, you know, terrible spot in the country or in the world. They come to the United States. They don't, they don't have a, you know, a, a pot to urinate in. You know, they got, you know, two dimes in their pocket. And, and 30 years later, they're a millionaire because they work their butts off. And, and, you know, they started a business. And along the way, they, they had some money. They took care of their kids. And they sent them to a nice school. And they sent them away to college. And they bought them a nice car. And guess what happens? What? The kids get spoiled. And they don't know what it's oh, like. Oh, okay. Don't, they That's don't, what happens. They don't, know what's like, right. they don't know what it's like to work hard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily oh, the case. Most of the time. Because Tiffany got a car. Tiffany got two cars. Yeah, but... But she's not in business, though. The point I'm trying to make is 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 that I'm talking about family-owned businesses, and 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 not only that. A lot of times, it's funny. I had this conversation with somebody the other day when well, I was. We were a family-owned business when she got the cars. Yeah, but where's the family-owned business now? Well, it. It's, I had to close it. But that's my point. It's not there anymore. And and if she if she would have you know stepped up, chances are maybe she you know the business would be doing great and she'd be running it today. You don't know. I don't. I don't think so. You don't know. But I, I'm just. I'm just uh, fighting you on my situation, which is not the same as most others. Which is what? I had to give it up because of. No, uh, I understand. I understand. We won't go into that. But the point I'm trying to make is that oh, a lot of times, you know, okay. like like for example, like for example, you know, I could give examples of of in my own four kids. You know, I can give examples of my own four kids that. You know, that I know that at least three of my kids would never do what I do because they saw all the crap I've gone through of running businesses and owning my own businesses through the years. I mean, they... they what about the one? Um, I don't know. She doesn't talk to me anymore, so I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what that kid's kid No, but the point I'm trying to make is, is, that, oh. is that, think about it. There are things like, for example, I'd never own a Buick because of my parents. My parents always bought Buicks. And my dad drove 40 miles an hour in the interstate in his Buick, you know. Oh, well, <laughs> apple tree. Oh, no, I don't drive a Buick. <laughs> I don't have a Buick. You always say that. I do the speed limit plus five. God, the other day. I, I told you last week, remember it was last week when the guy passed me on the shoulder and he's on 40 right there between between Ballas and Spady. Passed me on the shoulder doing like 100 miles an hour. And the you front never told me that. Yeah, I talked about it on the air. The cop sits. Oh. The cop sits in that little turnaround right there. Frontenac cop sits in that little uh, turnaround just to the west of 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 Spady. And the guy zips by me on the shoulder. I'm in the right lane doing 65. He zips by me on the shoulder doing at least 90. And the cop got him on radar. And then he pulls out and chases the guy. And the guy wouldn't pull over till he got all the way down to 170, which is like four miles. The guy, he I mean, probably I, didn't even realize he was jamming. Oh, he no, was jamming no, to no, no, no. Uh, no, the cop, KSLQ. The cop was right behind him, lights on, hitting the siren the whole bit. I mean, because I, I heard the guy. When the cop pulled out, I, I, he, you know, he lit him up, and then I heard the siren going. I'm going like, man, that guy's going to get it. 
if you're sitting there and you don't have your your rear view mirror, you know, positioned just so so you can see the back of it and not and not your mirror a mirror for your face. And if you've got that music cranked up, jamming, you don't hear or see that police officer. That's what she said. She did say that. <laughs> just now. Anyway, a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, um, is it today? Is it today that Jeff Bezos goes in space? You know what I'm talking about? I have to look at that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do know what you're talking about, yes. I think it's today that he goes in space. And did you know he stepped he stepped down as the as the, the head the head the head honcho at, at, at Amazon? Did you know that? I did not know that. He's not the head dude anymore. He he technically is. He's like chairman of the board, but he's not the CEO anymore. And I have it on good authority. The reason he did that was because of the fact there's something in the corporate charter that states that he has to have a life insurance policy in place, like a key man life insurance policy, and nobody would insure him to go into space. So he stepped well, not down. Not even uh, what's my jiggers? Lloyd's Rod- of London. Rodney D. Young. Rod- no. <laughs> huh? Rodney D. Young. Never mind. You don't know who Rodney D. Young is, do you? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> used to do but wasn't it Lloyd's of London that insured Christie? Lloyd's of London got into all sorts of trouble because of the crazy insurance policies. I think Lloyd's of London is still around. I think partly because it's actually partially owned by the by the you know UK government. I think it's part of the British government. Somehow or another, it's it's tied into the British government because you know Britain has crazy stuff like that's why that's why all, all our people left there, and of course, <laughs> you know. I, I'm not going to say it. I get myself in trouble. I read something the other day that, you know, 4th of July, last Sunday, one of the our legislators who was complaining about the United States, and they say the real reason we fought England in 1776 was over slavery. And I went to myself, I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, <laughs> I mean, once again... If you take American history, of course, maybe I had biased American history. I don't think that was even in the top ten. A lot of it was religious freedom, remember? That was because, remember the crazy story I told? You know, I mean, I told this story to Chris Heifel, and I've told this story to other to other men of the cloth and women of the cloth because they don't know the origins of this, of why in the United States we don't tax churches. And, you know, did, remember me telling the story? You know why they don't ch- tax churches in the United States? I do not. That's a carryover from the founders of our country because in England, the Church of England was the state church. In other words, there was no other religion allowed in England. You had to belong to the Church of England, and it was owned by the government. So therefore, the government doesn't pay taxes to itself. If you go down to the St. Charles County Government Center, they don't pay taxes if, you know, because of the fact they're the government. If you go to any governmental agency in, in, in you know, the state of Missouri... It may be different in other states. I don't think it is, but the state of Missouri, the Jefferson City, if you go to any of the state office buildings, the county, they don't pay taxes. The high schools don't pay. The school districts don't pay taxes because they're part of the government. So anything that's part of the government uh, doesn't pay taxes. And in England, the churches were part of the government. So when they came to the United States, they kept that tradition of having the churches not to pay taxes, even though they're not part of the government, which is sort of interesting because of the fact that they were wanting to change things. And to me, you know, me, if we're up to me, churches, pay your taxes. So where does the the uh, saying come from separating church and state? 
that comes from East St. Louis. There's a place. There's a. There's a. There's a. There used to be two streets that were, ran in each other. One was Church Street. One was State Street. Mayor State State Street. Actually, in that was 18th and Picker, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> and and lots of bad things happened. So they separated the ch- Church and, and State Street. So that's the, how it came from. Church. They separate Church and State. So that way, they they actually put up. You know, they they dug up part of the street and they put a barricade in there. So they chep- they separated Church and State. So no more bad things happened. That's why well, that, the but, only reason why I mentioned that is because that actually was a location that's no longer there. Okay. Church and State? No. 18th and Picker. <laughs> why would you know about an intersection in East St. Louis? Because that was where my, my mom and dad, my, my mom lived when she was a little girl, 18th and Picker. And they've since di- dismantled it and... It's no longer there. Did I ever tell you about the time I almost got arrested in East St. Louis? <laughs> on, on, Which time? <laughs> on, on a Friday night at a bar. <laughs> no, and, but I'm sure that's a doozy. My old buddy, Wayman Thornton, one of my former police officers I used to work with, saved my hide. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, 628. Westplex 107.1. Okay, Shelly, tell me how many doinks you give that song. Doink, 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 doink. Not bad, not bad. Four doinks. You must be one of your favorite, huh? It's actually not bad. Bleda Rexa. Okay. Although that's her real name, Bleda or Bleda, B-L-E-T-A. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Bleda Rexa, and everybody calls her BB. You know, I have to tell you, one of my goals that I've set before the end of the year, Uh huh. I'm going to change my name. To? I'm not going to tell you yet. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. I'm going to have a high... And by the way, I have to tell you something. We'll talk about this next hour. You know, I kid about this. And I, I after yesterday, I think I shouldn't be kidding anymore. I think I should actually take this seriously. Um, one of the things that came out yesterday, the guy who was in... Whoever the new... I heard the interview with this guy. He's like the head of the... Um, the v- veterans, veterans Administration, VA hospitals. Okay, he's like the government dude that Biden put in. And the news he came out yesterday was that under the Trump administration, you could not get the VA to pay for sex reassignment surgery or treatment or whatever, you know, like drug treatment with, um, you know, hormones and stuff like that. And he came out yesterday and said that under the Biden administration, because he talked about that when Joe Biden put him in, 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 in position, in that position, that he was supposed to take care of the veterans, and he's reversing the Trump decision that now the Veterans Administration, um, you can essentially, if you're a veteran, you can get sexual reassignment surgery or treatment to you know change your gender, sex, whatever. So I thought about this, and I did some research on it last night, and actually it was fascinating because I kidded about the fact that I'm going to be transracial. Do you know there's a whole interesting a controversy about this i mean and it's and it's much deeper than i thought and it's interesting because part of they they mention a couple of different people who have been sort of the leading edge of the transracial industry or the transracial movement and one of them was the guy we talked about last week this guy Oli london this guy from from uh england who spent remember we talked about he spent 175 thousand dollars on cosmetic surgery and he's an English guy, you know, a white English guy, and he had his skin color changed, 
and he had his face, he had all this facial surgery done to make looks like the lead singer of BTS, the Korean guy, Jimin, no. I think it's, Don't you remember us talking about this? I don't. Oh, my God. You don't remember. Well, anyway, he's one of the guys that this this sort of pushing this this transracial thing because uh, – let me see if I can find the article again. I think his name is Oli – I don't think that's his real name. I mean, how do you Where get, do these people get this money to do this? Because well, it's very expensive. They said he spent $175,000. Yeah, he is right here. Oli London. Oli London is an English internet personality and singer. They are most notably, and they, in other words, he's not a he, he's a they, most notable for having multiple plastic surgery treatments since 2013 to look like BTS vocalist Jamin. London has garnered a large following on Instagram and TikTok and is verified on both platforms. He's in Wikipedia. He's age 31, born January 14th, 1990. England, United States, and here he's, there's a bunch of different pictures of him. He's got the long hair. He had all the facial surgery done. And matter of fact, they show him the one picture they show him act, actually after when he's in the hospital. Uh, there's a picture of him after he had all this plastic surgery. You know, have you ever seen people that have plastic surgery? They look like they've been in a fight and they lost. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Right. Okay. Um, anyway, he is transracial. And it's very, very controversial. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, now hold on a minute. And that's the thing that's interesting. These people say, I was born a man, but I'm really a woman. Okay? Why can't you say, I was born an Eskimo, and I really want to be an Asian? Like, that's what he did. He's born, he's born a white dude. He's born a Caucasian, and he wants to be an Asian. And I'm going like, okay, so knock yourself out. If you if you can wake it's up in the morning, it's not going to make him any smarter. No, but what I'm saying is, if you can wake up in the morning, remember we had. I'll still not forget this. Remember we had that. I read that article from that attorney that was representing high schools, represent, and they were having problems with sexual, uh, you know, gender identification, and 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 they the 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 attorney wrote the opinion that they had some kid who showed up and said he was a dog and that he, yes, didn't, he, didn't, he, that. he didn't want to be talked to anymore. He wanted to be barked at. So if the teacher had to ask him a question, the teacher had to bark at him and the attorney wrote, yes, that is, that is proper. Uh, if the teacher needs to address him, she needs to bark at him. But if he should get on the floor and start barking and disrupt the, the school, the class, that's when his, his rights end. Sort of like, you know, my right to swing my fist ends at the tip of your nose, that kind of a thing. You know, so so I'm thinking to myself, I want to be transracial. And remember the classic example of this, and I read this long article. Matter of fact, you know, when I get bored at night, I read all this crazy stuff. The Rachel Dolezal story. Do you don't know you don't know Rachel Dolezal? I do not. Rachel Dolezal, I believe, and she changed her name. She got so much grief on this that she changed her name. Um let's see if I can find her. She's in Wikipedia too. Uh Rachel Dolezal. Um, she was a woman who became the president of, I think, of the NAACP of the state of Washington. Uh, Rachel D-O-L-E-Z-A-L, yes. Rachel Dolezal is an American former college instructor and activist known for her status as transracial black woman. She is also a former National Association for the Advancement of Colored People chapter president. Uh, she's 43 years old, and uh, she came out a book with a book called In Full Color, I don't believe she's, I think she changed her name. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Her new name is Nikishi, N-K-E-C-H-I, 
Amer, A-M-A-R-E, Diallo, D-I-A-L-L-O. And uh, talked about the fact that uh, she was president of the NAACP chapter in Spokane, Washington from 2014 until June 2015 when she resigned in the midst of controversy over her racial identity. She received public scrutiny when her white parents publicly stated that she was passing as black. Her parents outed her. How do you like that? Yeah. Imitation of life. <laughs> right. You ever seen that yeah. movie? No. The statement by Dalazal's parents followed Dalazal's <laughs> report to police and local news media that she had been the victim of race-related hate crimes. However, a subsequent police investigation had failed to substantiate allegations. Dalazal also had identified herself as mixed race on an application and had claimed that an African-American man was her father. In the aftermath of the controversy, Dolezal was dismissed from her position as the instructor in African. She, she was an instructor in Africano Studios in Eastern Washington University and was removed from her post as chair of the Police Ombudsman Commission in Spokane over, quote, a pattern of misconduct. In 2015, Dolezal acknowledged that she was born white to white parents but maintained that she self-identified as black. Okay, so why can't you do that? I mean, why is that a big deal? Tomorrow when I wake up, I'm well, going. it must have been a big deal to their parents. No, to her no, parents. no, but but once again, okay, if one of my kids, you know, I was in, I was in the, I witnessed the birth of all four of my kids, okay? I saw them come out, and I could tell you what sex they were by the private parts. Get what I'm saying? Okay? Yes. So that would be like one of my kids calling me up and say, hey, Dad, you know, like my daughter called me and said, Dad, I know you think I'm a woman, but I'm really a man. Okay, fine, Amanda. That's cool. I don't care. You know, and if one of my sons called me up and said, Dad, I know you witnessed my birth and you've seen my private parts, but I'm not really a man. I'm a woman. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> that's my attitude. I don't care. Knock yourself out. Do whatever makes you happy. You know, you're a grown adult now. You know, if you want to pretend you're a fish, that's good. You know, swim around. You but... tell me that all the time. <laughs> I, what I tell you, I said, you know, I'm the most, you know, what's interesting about it is, Remember Tracy Ellis accused me of being a liberal, you know? I'm going like, yeah. I, I, I am a liberal because of the fact that, you know, liberal to me, has, that, that term is, is gone because they switched. The Republicans used to be the ones, you know, the conservatives used to be the ones who were all uptight about stuff like that. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Guess who's saying that now? It's the liberals. You can't do that. You can't, you can't see. You can't call me this. You can't call me that. You know, it's the liberals, right? <laughs> yes, Brad, it's the liberals. <laughs> Things have gone crazy. They've gone crazy. It's crazy time. Crazy time. Isn't that a song? Uh, Crazy Town. It's, oh, it's yeah. Probably, right. here, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, well, hold 642. On. Hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on. Uh, here, hold on. Where, 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 where. See, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm going to be responsive. See, one of the things we need to do more of in in the radio with our radio show is we need to show that we are live. And what did you say? Crazy. Hold on, I'm crazy time. Da, 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 da. Uh, I can't find a song. You know, I'm I'm looking right here. Crazy time. There's no song. Oh. Top five crazy time biggest winners. What's crazy time? It's some game show. Have you ever seen this before? Crazy time? No. Crazy I time. Haven't. Crazy time. Two hundred to come back. Two twenty-five. It must be in England or something like that. There's all these videos of people playing this weird game with a big win monopoly. Four hundred. Bing 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 bing. Hold on a minute. Crazy time song. Because I gotta play. If if Shelly says crazy time song. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Did you know? 
No, I didn't know. Okay, thank you very much. Hold on a minute. This is Jars of Clay. Crazy time. You know Jars of Clay? No. You know, if we played this music, we'd be rich. Jars of Clay is one of the groups they play on, on God Squad Station. And if we played that song, people would just send us money in the mail. They just, you know, we wouldn't have to go out and sell advertising anymore. We'd get like $10 million like the God Squad Station gets. You and I would be driving around at night. So that was a, that was a, um, a Christian song. Yeah. Contemporary. Jars of Clay, is, that's, that's the group. They're, 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 they've been around a long time. Big, big and Jars of Clay, I can, I can see where that would be a Christian affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've been around a bit long, big time. Big time. And see, what's interesting about this is, is that Tracy, one of Tracy's new station, Tracy Ellis's new station, is going to be religious talk rap, where they're going to have people come on. It is not. Oh, Stop I'm it. Scott. I'm, ta- I'm here today to talk about God. He's a God. He put me in the pod. Everything's great. Call me right now. My phone lines are open. We'll talk on the air. That's the way it's going to be. It's going to be. And, you, and when you call in to the talk show, you got to talk and rap. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for putting me on the air. I'm sitting home and I'm really bare. I have no clothes. You know what I mean? I I've been. I want to be like uh, Asian, just like Jameen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My name is Brad. I'm not a fad. I can be bad. Just ask. My dad. <laughs> my, my, my dad's gone. You know, you know. I could never be a rapper. <laughs> you, you know, you know. Well, 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 hey, you know, you know the movie that I, you know, you know the movie I really want to see, and I've never seen it before. What's and that? The movie about about Eminem. I mean, the movie that you know that he is like his life story about. And keep in mind, once again, this is interesting because. He took all this kind of grief because he was a white rapper. And yes, that, he did. Yes. He really did, actually. Well, right. And and there's there's a if you watch this on YouTube, I don't I you know, once again, this is ADD Brad. You know, I've never watched the movie, but I've watched parts of it. There's one scene that's very popular on YouTube. You know, people take scenes out of movies and put it on YouTube, where he's in like a rap off, where he's in some club and he's rapping against a black dude. And everybody in the audience is black except for like one guy, and he wins. And at first, the audience is not happy because he's a white dude and he's rapping. And then he's so good that the audience falls in love with him. And he beats this black guy. And, you know, they have this thing where they go back and forth and they're like, they're rap talking trash at each other. It's real. I find, I find the, the, the clip and send it to you. It's really good. And, you know what? that's what's interesting is that it's somebody like him. I, I have tremendous respect for people like Eminem because it's happened to me in my life, not nearly as much as somebody like Eminem, but I've had people tell me I can't do things because of who I am, you know, where I've been, what my education is, where I was born, where I grew up and stuff like that. And to me, that when somebody says that to me, they've just thrown down the gauntlet. I'm going to show them I can do it. Just, you are like that, actually. Just like, just like, you know, Tracy Ellis's vinyls radio stations. I'm going to buy some stations, and I'm going to be successful in broadcasting. Oh, I haven't been so far. <laughs> Six forty-seven, Brad. <laughs> Westplex one hundred seven point one, the world's shortest uh, song title. X. That's it. You know that's. And KSOQ one hundred four point five. That's right. You know. And what? 
1350 crap. Thank you so much. I get in a bad habit. I just be, should be saying BS in the morning. We have the trimal cast. Where were you when you said that in a meeting and somebody says, what's a trimal cast? Yeah, I was, and I'm like, well, we have BS in the morning and we're, we're, we're casting, we're broadcasting it on West Bucks 1071, 104.5 KSLQ and AM 1350 KRAP. We're trimal casting it. Interesting. Um, you know, Every day I'm amazed at things that happen um, and things that show up in the news. And the one that came out yesterday, which I thought was sort of interesting, um, last Saturday, I believe it was, there was a alleged, put this way because don't know exactly what happened for sure, an alleged confrontation between two gentlemen in a store out in the West County Mall. And apparently it got to be to the point where there was some agitated name-calling back and forth and apparently some physical, um, you know... Altercation. Ensued, and one dude pulled out a gun and shot the other guy dead, okay? <gasps> okay, so um, yesterday, the attorney, the attorney for the guy who has turned himself in, who was the shooter, who allegedly murdered the other person, the attorney had a press conference to essentially say... My client's not guilty. I'm thinking to myself, I don't think I've ever seen this before. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, it's like, I mean, and once again, let's not, let's just put aside what happened. But how many times has, like, now, you see it with famous people. Obviously, like, if, if somebody, you know, like somebody, you know, like some big name person is involved in, like, a, a DWI accident. You know the uh, you know their attorney will I'm I'm the official spokesperson for you know blah 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 and let me tell you what really happened you know because they're trying to spin it to the point where you know my my client even though he you know had 14 empty beer cans in his car and he had you know four syringes laying on the front seat and uh, he didn't know what planet he was from his there was nothing wrong with his client you know what I mean <laughs> one of those kind of things my client did nothing wrong. But they has this press conference. And once again, it's a press conference. I'm going like, I don't know. I mean, don't you think that's interesting? I think it's interesting. I mean, why would you call a press conference? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I guess in the, you know, I mean, what are we going to find out next? That the attorney did a TikTok video and, you know, did like, you know, did, you know, like did a 60-second TikTok. You know, yeah, I'm here at West County Center, and this is the store where my client was accused of doing this. No, he didn't really do it. Here's what really happened. I'm going like, okay, this is weird, you know, but maybe, you know, hey, life passes me by, you know. See, now, now what I should be doing is, here's what you and I should be doing. You and I should be taking advantage of situations like this. That what we should do is instead of just selling advertising. Ambulance chase? No, 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 no. Instead of selling advertising to clients to grow their business, what we should do is we should be calling all, like we should call Brown and Crouppen. And we should say, hey, when you get a client, come on here and talk about it with us. Yeah, Jim Smith, he was, yeah, he was in a store the other day and yeah, he slipped and fell. Yeah, and you know what? Problem was, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Jim Smith is a you know a lovely guy got a wife three kids and he fell down in the store and oh there was negligence on a part of the store and okay fine okay next case and we charge these people to come on and, and talk about their clients what do you think i think that's already been done <laughs> where where judge judy or something like that yes <laughs> 
I mean, it's just like it's just like here we have the situation with Pinky and Stripes. You know, you think about them. They're sitting on their on their on yeah. Their... How did that uh, man in pink go? Oh, he's he's actually. You know what's interesting? I'm listening to political pundits. They're saying he is he's really going to change the. I mean, if you want to talk about this next hour, politics. You know, I love politics. They say he's going to really shake up the run for our senator to replace Roy Blunt that he him coming into the into the race is really going to change the dynamics now think about that for a minute here's a guy that nobody knew who the hell he was we call him pinky and his wife stripes uh what is their what's their real name McCloskey's McCloskey's yes what she's what's her name uh Patty Patty and what's his name remember we got their autographs so, yeah, I know. I, I don't remember. I don't recollect his name. And you know what? I got to run here because of the fact that the computer's going to shut me down in a minute. So here, we'll, we'll pick up next hour. And you got to take your dog out anyway, right? I do. Hey, you know what? Is your mm-hmm. dog? Can your dog hear me? Mm-hmm. Ruff, 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 ruff. What did he do? He said, okay, I'll do that. Thank you. 650. Westplex 107.1, <laughs> KSOQ 104.5, AM 1350, KRAP. That's the Trimal Cast. And we've got BS in the Morning on all those stations. And soon more to come, right, Shelley? Absolutely. Uh, have you seen? Have you heard about this new with the new Kurt Warner movie? I have not. Uh, it's supposed to come out in December. Matter of fact, let me see the title. I think it's called American. What's it called? The God Squad. <laughs> no, you sound like me now. It's called. Uh, it's called um, American Underdog. Here's 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 part of the here's part of the uh, trailer. This is this is a story about Kurt Warner. It's his life story, uh, and it's supposed to come out in 2021. Uh, matter of fact, December 2021. That's this year. And the guy's name is the guy who is the star of it. It it amazingly looks pretty much like him, um, you know. And 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 they've got the the lady who does Brenda Warner. I don't think looks anything like Brenda Warner, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, it's called um, American Underdog, and supposedly. I think it's put out by, you know, there are a lot of movies nowadays, American Underdog, Theater, December 20th. Uh, Zachary Levy, uh, her name uh, is Anna Paquin. Do you know who Anna Paquin is? And Dennis Quaid. I do not. Dennis Quaid, I believe, plays. I know Dennis Quaid. I believe Dennis Quaid plays What's-His-Face. Um, who's the coach? Uh, American Underdog chronicles the incredible true story of Kurt Warner, Zachary Levy, who went from stocking shelves at a supermarket to becoming a two-time NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion, and Hall of Fame quarterbacker. Uh, quarterback. Is this a Christian movie? Well, that's what I was... I, I, I thought it was at first, but I don't think it is. The film chronicles Warner's unique story and years of challenges and setbacks that could have derailed his aspirations to become an NFL player. And when his dreams seemed all but out of reach... It is only with the support of his wife, Brenda, Anna Paquin, and the encouragement of his family that Warner perseveres and finds the strength to show the world the champion that he already is inside. American Underdog is an inspirational story that demonstrates that anything is possible when you have faith, family, and determination. I don't believe it's a Christian movie. Um, in, well, in it res- says faith, so... Yeah, but... Because but- ho- the reason I say that is I hope that they um, give that its due... Its due- diligence because that's how everybody knew about Kurt Warner was the, despite the fact he was an excellent quarterback you know they they were the god squad okay let me let me go i i i've told the story before and i've had people who don't believe me when i tell the story okay 
back in 1999 on KSOQ, our sister station, we were running the Rams games, okay? When I bought the station, the station, I bought the station in 98, um, the station was already running the Rams games. Previous owner, Ken Kenzie, had been a Rams affiliate since the Rams came to St. Louis, what, 94, 95, whenever it was. Yeah. Okay, so keep in mind that they brought in uh, the new coach. What's his name? I can't remember his name anymore. It's terrible. Um, and when the Rams got here, they stunk up the place. Remember, originally they played at Bush Stadium, which is gone. They tore that, you know, the old Bush Stadium number two run Bush Stadium number three now. They tore that place down, and then they moved into the new dome. And remember, the dome was originally built for the Purple Stallions. Remember all this crazy, weird history? Anyway, um, that year, the team before in 98, the team stunk. It was terrible. And that year, that. that year in 99, the big hope was, we got this new quarterback, Trent Green. This guy's going to turn the team around. It's going to be this great team. It's going to be a wonderful team. And, like, in the second preseason game, he gets his knee blown up. And he's out. I was going to say, didn't he get himself hurt? Yes, like the second preseason game. And he's out for the season. So who did they put in? Kurt Warner, who people are going like, and once again, this is to and me. He's a little man compared to the nah, rest of them nah, boys. Kurt's Kurt's not a big. I mean, Kurt's not a small dude. I mean, he's like six two six three. He's not like a lineman, but he's not compared to the rest of them. Well, he's not a not. little guy. He's not like five. He's not. He's not like Spud Webb. You know, who Spud Webb was. No, I do not. Spud Webb was an NBA player who was like five eight something like that. You know, here, here he is in the court with all these guys who were six nine seven two and stuff like that. Spud Webb's like five eight, and and he was incredible. Anyway, so. So they get Kurt Warner, okay? And immediately, what happens like KFNS, all the sports stations, they make fun of him. He was a guy who played in the Arena Football League, okay? This is what I will never understand about sports. To me, sports can be the Cardinals playing in Game 7 of the World Series, and sports can be me watching a bunch of 10-year-olds play baseball on you know, at a field in St. Peter's, in, old, in Brown Road Field, you know, old, old St. Peter's. You know what I'm talking about? It's all sports to me. I'm not a sports snob. I used to love to go watch the River City Rascals before they turned into the River City Hooters. Uh, but I used to love to go see the Rascals because, and I've told the story, my daughter was on the dance team in high school and she used to dance, uh, you know, they do a dance routine at like halftime in the basketball games. And she did both the, the girls and the boys basketball games. And I would love to go watch the girls games because the girls, I thought, played a pure game of basketball. I thought the girls were incredible because obviously they didn't have the, they didn't have the size. They didn't have the strength. I'm sorry, people, but, you know, let's just be honest with the girls usually smaller than boys, right? Wouldn't you agree, Shelly? Yes. But and because of Except that for me, I was always <laughs> Well, because of that on Amazon. They had to play more of a I would say I don't know, clean game. You know what I mean? I mean like you watch the NBA sometimes, it's almost like watching the NFL. There's like tackling and stuff like that. They're hands on That's each, you true. know, pushing everybody around. And the girls played a nice clean game. And I always thought, anyway, the point being, so here are all these sports guys going, like, Kurt Warner, he's, he's a guy, he's this crappy guy. He used to work at Hy-Vee in Des Moines, and he played for the American, the Arena Football League, and, you know, the Arena Football League, those are all has-beens. Those are guys who can't make it. Okay, so here we are trying to sell advertising, okay? And when this happened, at the time, I think it was iHeart. It was before they, they were iHeart, I think it was Clear Channel. They were... They were trying to help us because they knew that it was going to be tough for us to sell advertising. So the guy from iHeart, our Clear Channel, I can't remember his name anymore, he calls me up and said, hey, 
we're going to take care of you. We're going to give you a set of season tickets. And I said to him, I said, well, you know, can I put this in advertising package and sell it? Yeah, 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 sell it. So I started calling our clients and started calling our clients and say, hey, we've got this advertising package for the Rams game on KSOQ, and if you buy the package, we'll give you a set of season passes. And what did people, oh, the Rams are going to suck this year. Trent Green, I heard the same thing. Trent Green got his knee blown up, and oh, the team sucks. There's nobody good on it. They all suck. They're terrible. It's a terrible team. It's an embarrassment. We should send these guys back to L.A. How many times did I hear all those goofy stories? Okay, so one guy finally calls me up and says, I think we're like charging... I don't know, a couple thousand, two, three thousand dollars for the package. Guy calls me up and he says, Hey, that thing has season tickets, right? I go, Yeah. He says, Can you tell me where they are? Go, matter of fact, I got them right here. Here's the section, here's this row, here's the seats. He says, I'm not paying you two thousand dollars for the advertising package. I'll give you nine hundred bucks. I said, Nine hundred bucks? We're charging two No, he says, You heard me. Nine hundred dollars. Take it or leave it. If, if you you know, if you want nine hundred bucks, Come give me the tickets and I'll buy the advertising, but I'm not doing it otherwise. I won't say who that was. So I said, okay, fine. So I go to the guy's place. He writes me a check for 900 bucks. I give him the two tickets, season tickets, 1999 Rams season, okay? So season starts, and all of a sudden, the team doesn't look so bad. Matter of fact, first game, Kurt Warner looks pretty good. I mean, not great, but pretty darn good. So I probably made, I don't know, 20, 30 sales calls after the first game. Another guy calls me up and says, hey, remember you had that package for the Rams? I go, yeah. He says, you still have those season tickets? I go, well, you know, somebody already bought that package, but you know what? Let me see if I can get another pair of season tickets. So I call down to (laughs) Clear Channel and talk to, I can't remember the guy I talked to. I go, hey, this is a long shot, but can you get me another set of season tickets? And he says, let me check. He says, I'll check with the Rams. He calls me up the next day. Yeah, but it's going to cost you $400. Okay, once again, a set of season tickets to the 1999 Rams. 400 bucks. Now, keep in mind, when they came to St. Louis, remember the, 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 the PSL, the permanent mm-hmm. seat, seat I license? I remember that. Where you had to pay like $5,000 for the right to buy a ticket? That would be yes, like... Yes, that, that would, was just for the privilege. <laughs> right, just the privilege of buying the tickets. That didn't... Yes. And remember, remember when they left town, uh, that's still the lawsuit that's going on right now, which is still going on. Uh, yeah. The PSL is. thing and the whole bit. So, so, so he calls me up and he says... And he says, 400 bucks. I go, I'll be down with a check. So at the time, they were down in these studios right across from Union Station. I jump in my car. I drive downtown, and I give the guy at, at Clear Channel a check for 400 bucks. I get a second set of season tickets. Week number two, Rams look pretty good. I think they played a home game that week. Their first game, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the first game was on the road. Second game was a home game. Week number two, they looked even better. After week number two, I get a couple more phone calls. Hey. Remember you came into my place trying to sell me that season ticket package, you know, for the Rams? Yeah. Got any season tickets? I don't know. Let me call and find out. So I call down to my dude at Clear Channel. I go, hey, it's me again. Any more tickets? Well, let me check. Calls me back the next day. Yeah, another $400. Okay, I'll be down. I did this four times. I bought four sets. I had the original, the original set of tickets that they gave me, plus I bought four Hair. Of, so did you end up um, charging $2,000 for the rest of them? I charged $3,000. My price went up. Did you really? Yes. And, and $3,000. And what's funny is, is the uh, through the years, I've had, I don't know, 
I think I sold I sold five packages this way. I sold the original one was was you know for nine hundred dollars, and I think the second one I think I sold for another a thousand dollars or something like that. So long story made short, here are the Rams that end up with the most unbelievable season. And this Kurt Warner guy, who everybody made fun of, oh, he's got, he stocks shelves at Hy-Vee in Des Moines. And if you don't know Hy-Vee, uh, Hy-Vee is like, is like schnooks. Schnooks and deer birds. Yeah, Hy-Vee yeah. is like, they're in, they're in Columbia, they're in Kansas City, they're in Des Moines. They're, you know, we don't have any of them in the St. Louis area, but they're very nice. I mean, you know, I say, mm-hmm. I say quite honestly, Hy-Vee is probably a little bit better than schnooks and a little bit worse than Deerberg's because you know Schnooks is nice Deerberg's is nicer it's sort of in between there you know it's it's you know once again nice mm-hmm. place so <laughs> two of the people are, are three of them within the last five years I ran into three of the people that bought those packages and all three of them said to me you know the best deal I ever made was with you when I bought that stupid advertising package you has and I got the season tickets and I still can't believe I went to say the Rams, you know, the year they went to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner and I was sitting in the stands and you got me season tickets. And the crazy thing was that I was buying them for $400 a pair. I mean, can you believe that? I mean, I can. Where were they located at? Do you remember? They were upper bowl, but still, once again, you were in the damn stadium. You know what I mean? You were there. It's like this guy, you know who this Ben Hockman guy is? He writes for the Post-Dispatch. I do not. Okay, he's, he's a sports writer for the Post-Dispatch. He's got a book that just came out, and it's, it chronicles the 2011 baseball season, you know, when the Cardinals won the World Series. And the David Freeze story, how they were down, you know, they, you know, they were one pitch away from losing to the Texas Rangers in Game 6, and David Freeze ties the game up, and then, and then you know, then they go into extra innings, and then they, they beat the Rangers in, in extra innings, and then the Game 7, and we won the World Series. Okay, the guy wrote this book, and one of his themes is, where were you on Game 6? And most people in St. Louis can tell you. They can tell you where they were. And I heard him interviewed on St. Louis Pubic Radio on KWMU. And what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? What Nothing. Did I, what did I say? I'm sorry? Isn't it St. Louis Pubic Radio? It's public. Oh, excuse me. St. Louis Public Radio. Okay. <laughs> I heard him interviewed on St. Louis Public Radio. And... <laughs> Why are you making fun of me? And, I can't believe you said that. And they open up the phones, and people were calling in the radio station. Yeah, I can tell you. And one lady told the most unbelievable story. She said she, her and her girlfriend were down bar hopping, like I think at Broadway Oyster Club. Where not that right down the street? Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's right across the street from White Castle. Isn't it right there in 4th Street, like on Broadway? It's like south of the stadium, right? She said they were bar hopping, and it was like the eighth inning. And, you know, if you've been on a, I don't know if they do it anymore. The gates were open. You know, they open up the gates. You know, they take the, the tickets. At a certain time, yeah. They, they take the tickets turnstiles out, and, and I think now they take the metal detectors out and the whole bit, and they open up the gates so everybody can get out, you know, pretty quickly. So she says her and her girlfriend just walk into the stadium on game six, okay? And they're walking around going like, I can't believe we just walked in. And they saw the whole thing with with David Freeze t- tying up the game and then going to extra innings and winning. And she said it was one of the most unbelievable things that people were, you know, screaming and yelling and hugging each other and kissing people. And guys were coming up to her, and, you know, and kissing her. And, and, you know, and she talked about like it was like it was like it was something she never experienced. It was like this euphoria, you know, like, oh, my God, we won, we won. And, and once again, it's to the point where like 
Think about that memory. And they, all these people called up, yeah, I was, I was driving through St. Louis. I was a truck driver, and I heard it on the radio. And thought, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And, you know, once again, it's one of those things where people remember. And what's crazy about it is during the 1999 season, my oldest son, we had what they call this Affiliate Appreciation Day where all the affiliates who are on, on the Rams radio network got invited down to the, the I, this is going to sound like I'm like, being like a JC, hey, I, I hung out in the luxury box of the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Rams. You know how the JC, yeah, well, I went backstage and David Letterman, you know, kissed my feet. You know, uh, you know that's, that's JC Corcoran. Anyway, was that Jamie Allman? I can't remember which one. <laughs> anyway. Boy, you're on a roll, buddy. <laughs> hey, Shelly, day 177, you know. Hey, what? Day 177. I don't. I got nothing to lose. Day one seventy seven. By the way, I, remind me to tell the Mike Otten story, which I think is is interesting story. Uh, what? He's such a good soul. He is. Okay. So anyway, so where was I heading with this? So anyway, I don't know. Anyway, I went. We went down to to the 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 Jones Dome, or it was the TWA Dome at the time, whatever the dome was, and we got into the luxury box for the Rams, and it was you know nice event the whole bit, and it was electric. I mean. I mean, that was the only time I went and saw a game that season. It was to the point where, I mean, when you got close to the stadium, you could feel the hair on the back of your neck stand up. You know what I'm saying? And the vibe that was in that, in that, in that stadium. It was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Matter of fact, you know, I heard somebody, I, I finally figured out what this, um, what this meant, and I, 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 I sort of stupid. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. It was, I'll use the vernacular, but now I know what it stands for. It was, it was crazy AF. And I found out the other day that AF stands for attractive female. So, uh, you know, when I say, you know, AF, it's like, yeah, she's crazy AF, crazy attractive female, right? Uh, anyhow. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So, so my son, we went to this game, and I think we beat San Francisco and just demoralized them. I mean, Kurt Warner was throwing these bombs like, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 yards, and like we could do no wrong. And everybody was, it was electric. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, that was my experience at a Rams game. And then, of course, I was at the very last Rams game. Remember when I showed up with my sign and I got into... Yes. And, and to this day, I told this story to somebody the other day. I told people five years before the Rams were leaving that the Rams were leaving. And nobody believed me. Because why was that? The guy from Kansas City told me. Because he calls me up one day and says, Hey, we'd like to run the Kansas City Chiefs on your radio station. I go, How can you do that? The Rams are in St. Louis. Well, they're not going to be there for long. What do you mean they're not going to be there for long? Oh, we, we met with the NFL. The Rams are going to be leaving St. Louis, so we want to we want to put a station. We want to put the Kansas City Chiefs in, in, in St. Louis. Yeah, but the, the Rams have to agree to that. That's an out-of-market broadcast. Yeah, we, we got the letter from them. We'll send it to you. We'll send you the letter that said they don't care if we run the Kansas City Chiefs in St. Louis because they're going to be leaving. He sent me the damn letter. I got it somewhere, and I, I would tell people this. I would tell people the Rams are leaving. No, they're not. They're going to be here forever. I go, hey, man, I know for a fact, the guy from Kansas City, what does the guy in Kansas City know? He knows because he's in the NFL. No, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Rams are here forever. I got PSLs. Yeah, right. What's a PSL today worth? Um, I think people are trying to get their money back. <laughs> yeah, I think some of them already did. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's my they, stupid story. I think they did, actually. There was like, it was a couple of years ago. That's my stupid story. How are we talking about that? American underdog. And you know what? How many times... Since I've I known you, I think that it was that's going to be a Christian, a Christian know. movie because um, the the 
the, uh, the smartest woman in the world says it's produced by the Kingdom Story Company, which specializes in Christian films. No, 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 no. Kingdom Story Company. There, that's the place. That's the bar in Kingdom City where you go. We go west on seventy. You go south on fifty four. You go down to the lake. Oh, that's that's what it is. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. In, in case Brad didn't mention it, this is BS in the morning. <laughs> Why do you say that? Why and he you... takes he takes his BS seriously. Hey, hey. What have I always told you about me? I am the ultimate underdog. My enti- you are. My yes, entire you are. You, life. You do love underdogs. I, have, I love underdogs. You find you me, do. That's why I think Tracy Ellis is going to knock it out of the park. I mean, you know, now that she's buying 20, what did I say, 23 radio stations now? Yesterday was 13. Whatever no, it was, no, it was tw- a lie. 26. Today she's got 26. yesterday 20. it was 13, and now it's 26. 26. I don't think so. She's gonna, she, matter of fact, matter of fact she's, she's so powerful. She's going to take the God Squad stations and turn them into rap stations. They're going to do gangster rap on the God Squad station. Gangster rap on 99.1. You watch. So we could do that with uh, <laughs> KRAP and make it K-Rap. That's right. <laughs> I never tell you about when I was cutting the grass there, one lady shows up and wants to talk to me about the station. <laughs> Why? I'll tell you later. 727. Okay. BS in the morning. We're on Westplex 107.1, 1350 AM crap, and 104.5 KSOQ. It's the new Trimalcast. The new Trimalcast. You know, we're talking about the new Kurt Warner movie, American Underdog. Yes. I looked up Anna Paquin. Man, she's got an interesting history behind her. You know, she's from she's from New Zealand. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, she was born. Uh, her her name her real name is Anna Paquin. Anna Helene Paquin. She was born in 1982. And the first movie she was in, which she got an Oscar nomination for, she was 11 years old. 1993, The Piano. Do you remember that movie? The Piano? Yeah, 1993. It, won a, it apparently won some bunch of awards. But here's the interesting thing. I'm fine. We're talking about she's going to be, she's playing Kurt Warner in the new movie, American Underdog, which is coming out in December. She's so, paying. She's playing in the movie. She's Kurt Warner. She's, I mean, she's, 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 she's Brenda Warner. She's Brenda Warner in the new movie. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm like. Yeah, she's, she's Brenda. And I, I, I saw, I saw the preview. I don't think she looks like Brenda. The guy they got doing Kurt, this guy was named Andrew Levy, whatever. Um, he looks like Kurt, but I don't think she looks like Brenda. Anyway, here's the interesting thing. She's in one of my all-time favorite movies in 2000. She was in Almost Famous. And you know who she oh, played? Really? You know who she played? The almost famous girl? No, she played Plexia Aphrodisia. <laughs> and you probably go, who is Plexia Aphrodisia? <laughs> she was one of the groupies. If you know the movie, what a great movie that is. God, if you if you have not seen that I'm movie. I'm going to have to watch that because oh you God. sit there and tout that all the time. Because it, it, I know how you love your rom-coms. No, no, but it's not. It's But see, it's more than a rom-com. It's a coming-of-age movie, and it's it's semi-autobiographical about Cameron Crowe. And once again, I'm the guy who has a worthless bachelor's degree and a worthless master's degree, okay? If I had my life to do over again, I'm telling you, you know what I'd do? I would drop out of high school at 16. I would drop out of high school. I would be a high school dropout at 16. I wouldn't graduate. I wouldn't stick out my senior year, which was hell, because I had not one, not two, but three teachers who took me aside and told me my life was going to hell in a handbasket, and they were trying to save me and get me to go to their church. Can you believe that? If that happened today, can you imagine what would happen? (laughs) Think about that. It does happen today. It's just not, not happened to you. Well, it happened to me in my senior year. Not one, not two, but three teachers take me aside and try to save my life. 
And I'm thinking to myself, you know, my life was pretty decent at the time. I'm thinking to myself, it was I wasn't being arrested. I was showing up for school my senior year. I think my senior year I missed. You weren't on drugs. I, I wasn't one on drugs. I didn't take. I, I wasn't on alcohol. I was working my butt off. I worked. I worked nights at Steak and Shake. Um, and you know, some mornings I would get home at like two o'clock in the morning, and I would be at school. You know, in classroom at eight the next morning. I'd have like four hours of sleep. I'd play sports. I I was in the marching band. And I think I had a C average, you know? I mean, and I won the science fair. I won the, <laughs> I haven't talked about that much, and I don't really brag about that. I won the 1973 St. Louis Post-Dispatch Washington University Science Fair, at which a guy who I had no idea who it was at the time talked to me and was quizzing me down about my science fair project. And later that afternoon, he showed up and he says, I'm the dean of engineering here at Washington University. I'd like to offer you a four-year full tuition scholarship to study electrical engineering at Washington University. And I said, no, man, I want to go in the radio business. I'm I going want to be a DJ. <laughs> I'm going to SIU. Stupid, <laughs> I want to be a mic monkey. St- yeah, stupid mistake number one. You know, not my son who's an electrical engineer turns down job offers like, you know, once a week. I couldn't I couldn't get on the air on Tracy Station right now. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> I don't know about you, Brad. <laughs> anyway. TikTok, buttercup. Okay, two things to talk about here in this break. Uh, one, Mike Otten. Mike Otten is one of the best guys in the world not because he is a very 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 good human yes not because he helped us out recently but uh, he worked for me a long time ago and quite honestly i had to fire him a long time ago probably 20 years ago and not because he wasn't good i couldn't afford him you know station was going through some rough times i had to cut budget and uh, who did i promote chris dickhouse shows you what i know about radio anyway um (laughs) anyway um he calls me yesterday, actually texts me yesterday, and says, where are you? And I say, why do you want to know? And he essentially said he needs a little help. You know what his help was? What? And this will give you an idea. Mike has a business, and, he, and he, he runs sort of like a trucking company right now. And the truck he was driving yesterday had a nail in one of the tires, and it was leaking air. And he stopped at like two or three different tire places. And you know what they told him? What? It'll be three days to take a look at that tire. No way. True story. You don't believe him? I'll give you his number. You can call him and talk to him. No, I, I believe he, and you. He said that... Go on anyway. The, so what was his the, favor? All the places were so busy that they could not get to his tire. And once again, this was on a truck. You know, and he's got, you know, he, this is his truck he uses for his business. He's in the trucking company. And he's got a nail in his tire. And it's not like the tire's flat. It's leaking air. You know, and he is like going from gas station to gas station, pumping it back up and then getting like another 30 miles and he's got to find a gas station. So he stops at three or four different tire places and all the tire places say, we don't have enough people. Nobody wants to work anymore. We can't. If you take your tire off, we might be able to get it back to you next Tuesday or Wednesday. So he Did calls, you call Salt River Automotive? No, no, no. He calls me up and asks me, A, if I have a drill, which I do, and I have an air compressor. And I could, which you do. Which I do. And I have a tar- tire chuck, which I do. And a tire gauge, which I do. And a tire repair kit, which I do. And I said, come on by. So he shows up, and we take his truck, and we don't even take the tire off. I mean, sure enough, it's got a long, a long screw to the point where he's pulling this out of the tire. And the funny part of it is, he says, I've already taken it out twice. I go, what do you mean you've taken it out twice? He had a tire repair kit with him. But the screw was small, and when you repair a tire like that, you have to, you have to, there's a reamer that you have to ream, you, it's sort of 
inside baseball stuff. You have to ream the hole, and then you have to push through the plug. Well, the screw was small enough to the point where he couldn't get his reamer into the hole. That's what she said. <laughs> anyway, he, could, he couldn't get the reamer into the hole, and then he couldn't get the patch in. So he shows up at my place, and I grab my drill. I get my drill bits, and I go, hey, try this one. He takes the screw out. The screw must have been three inches long. It's like way the hell in the tire. And he already took it out twice to try to get the thing fixed, and he couldn't get it fixed. He's like a gas station, you know, like at a QT trying to fix it in the parking lot. So I give him my drill. He drills the hole out, puts the plug in. We compress, you know, put the air in the tire, and off he goes. And I texted him last night. I go, everything worked out okay? Yeah, yeah, made it home. Everything's fine. So once again, I mean, like, here's, here's jobs, and yet you hear these people, oh, it's terrible. Nobody has. Nobody can. Nobody has any money. I go, like, there's people. There's places everywhere. How many, if, I, I, if I'm telling you this, Shelly, I bet I could say to you, Shelly, five clients that we do business with who are looking for people to work for them, you could name five people right off the top of your head right now, couldn't you? Yes, I could. Same. I could do 10. I could do 10 right now. 10. You know, and, you know, say, yep, 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 that place, that place. And people go, and then I, I listen to St. Louis Public Radio. Excuse me. I, I got to get that on my mind. St. Louis Public Radio. And they're going, oh, there's no jobs anymore. It's terrible. There's, there's, there's no place. Nobody has any, nobody has any jobs. Nobody has any money. That's oh. not true. Oh, God, no kidding. Okay, number three, my $300 car. I took it in for inspection Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. And it flunked, okay? Why? <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> this is insult to injury. When I get there to pay the bill, because if it flunks, you still have to pay the bill. Yeah. And I show up to get the, you know, to get it back, because I, you know, the, the, the guy, the mechanic, he's a nice guy. I mean, nothing against him. He's a very nice guy. Called me on the phone. He says, well, here's, you want the, you want the full list or you just want me to give you the high, highlights? So he, I go, give me the highlights. So he names like five things. Won't pass because of this, 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 this. So I show up to pay for the bill because even if your car flunks, you got to still pay for the, the bill because I can't afford to get it fixed. It's my $300 car. So I show up and the lady says, no charge. I go, what do you mean no charge? And she says, true story. She says, he didn't even bring it inside to put it in the rack. He walked up to it and found four things wrong with it. <laughs> oh, dear. So they never even put it on the rack. He never even started it. Well, he did start it. He started in the parking lot, but he never and, and he never drove it inside. So they're not going to charge me. So I, I said, so... So you've did officially flunk it? No, we sort of felt bad for you. <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even run the paperwork on it. We just essentially said it's not going to pass. He's not going to fix it. So, uh, so I went and picked it up. But here's the crazy thing. Okay, this is what bothers me about the inspection. A year ago, I took it to another place and it passed. And it's this goofy, stupid thing with the windshield. There's a crack on the bottom of the windshield. Okay. In, is it in your driver's view? In the old days, that was the rule. And it runs it's along... It's not the rule anymore? No. The new rule is if the if the windshield wipers touch it, it flunks. So in other words, if the, if the arc of the windshield wipers goes across the crack at any spot, it flunks. In the old days, it was the rule was the crack could not be in your line of sight. So another, and, and once again, when they passed it last year, I don't know if the rule changed for last year, the guy even said to me, he says, hey, there's a crack in your windshield, but it's not in your line of sight. I said, okay, fine, great, wonderful. It's the same stupid windshield, same stupid, same stupid crack, but this guy flunks it. And the other thing was, 
if I told you this, there's something on the car that's missing that used to be there when it came out of the factory. And I won't say what it is because people will take this the wrong. <laughs> and he says, you know, you're missing your. <laughs> I go, yeah, I know. He says, you know, that's illegal. <laughs> Going like, tell me something else in my life that I do that somebody's going to declare illegal. Once again, remember, I say these people that say, I never break the law. I'm, I'm a law- God-fearing person. I never break any law. Yeah, right. You know, you break three laws when you wake up in the morning. You know, I bet you I could come into your bedroom and find out you took that mattress tag off your mattress that says, do not remove for under penalty of law. You know what I mean? I have done that, yes. <laughs> you it want, stems from childhood. You know, and that's that's why Michael Avenetti's going to jail for 30 months, because they nailed him far. He he got into Stormy Daniels. A rebel without a clause. He got into Stormy Daniels' house, and he took all the tags off her mattress, and that's why he's going oh, to jail. Dear. Yeah, yeah. I heard about it in St. Louis Pubic, Pubic Radio. It's 747. <laughs> What's wrong, Shelly? It really is 747, Brad. Are you upset with me this morning? No, why would I be upset with you? Am I being a bad boy, bad boy, don't want to be a bad boy, bad boy? Remember the song we just played? 747. It is BS in the Morning on Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and 104.5 KSLQ, the Trimal Cast, 753. I'm Shelly, she's Brad, right? That's close enough for government work. I don't think I've gave, given the web addresses once this morning. Westplex 107.1, bsinthemorning.show, kslq.com, uh, web, krap.website, all the different websites there. Okay, report just came out. This is actually good news. There's two things that Missouri has ranked high in, and one's good, one's not so good. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. L- list of the five best states to retire to. Guess what number one is? Missouri? No, 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 no. What, come on, where does everybody go to retire? Florida. That's number two. Number one is Georgia. Arizona. No, no. Number number one is Georgia. Number two is Florida. Number three, are you ready for this? You ready for number three? North Carolina. Tennessee. You ready really? for number ready, ready for number four? Sure. Missouri. Really? Yes. Missouri was ranked as the fourth best state to retire in. Worst state in the country to retire in? Uh, number 50, Maryland, what? Maryland, number 50, found to be the worst state for retirement because of high costs and mediocre scores on culture and weather. Okay, once again, you know, this is my problem I have with with um, cities in general. Okay, they talk about there's no culture in that city. Yeah, so who cares? You know? We have a lot of culture, and, <laughs> yeah, but- and people don't talk about it as much as they used to. Okay. And... The people that live here don't really embrace it like they should. I'm going to ask you a question, Shelly. When's, when's the last time you bid to a park? That I went to what? To a park. Um, Within the past month. Within the past month. What park did you go to? Um, Veterans Memorial Tribute Park. That's the one near your house, right? Correct. You took your dog up there, right? No, actually, I did not. I met a friend there. Oh, Okay, I won't go any further. Okay, okay. The point I'm trying to make is, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in trouble when I say this. Who cares about parks? Who cares? You know, it's funny that you say that because there weren't a lot of people that cared about parks, but since COVID, they have really started being embraced. Yeah, but once again, you 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 know, like for example, in St. Charles, 
St. Peter's talks about, oh, we've got some of the best parks. Who cares? St. Charles County talks about, we've got great parks, Klondike Park. Nobody ever goes there. You know, That's not like, true. You can fire a bazooka off in Klondike Park and not hit anybody. Now, once again, having said that, it's an absolute positive, beautiful place. It's an amazing park that nobody ever goes to. Nobody ever goes to. I, I bet you if I called up my friend, my old employee, Nancy Lee Gomer, and who's, you know. Oh, I love her. She's a wonderful woman. Uh, works, yes, she Works is. for St. Charles County Parks Department. And I said, okay, Nancy, tell me the truth. Are there a lot of people that go to, to Klondike Park? She'd go, hey, Brad, it's good to see you again. <laughs> That's what she'd say. <laughs> I go, come on, Nancy, tell me the truth. Is it Klondike? Yeah, but when we when we did that. Um... That was different. That was different. Don't even talk about that. That was different. Because, because, see, once again, if you live in New York City, I get Central Park, okay? We're not in New York City. Nobody cares about parks. That's not true. We have Nobody some cares. beautiful parks. Yeah, they're beautiful. And because, you know, during COVID, a lot of people were affected by COVID. But one of the things that I saw um, as a community was that people were actually getting out with their kids and their dogs and they're you know with each other and going to the park and if walking they, to the and, park but think about their dogs. think about what you just said and they they took their kids to the park and the and the the rides were closed off remember how you go to the parks and they had the caution tape around all the the the, the you know the the equipment because you the kids couldn't get on the equipment oh you can't let the kids they'll get germs off of it they'll get covid the off point of, was, of the was that, that they took their kids to the park <laughs> yeah, right. they sat there and got them out in in nature and got them out of the house. I called all four of my kids, and none of them would go to the park with me. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. I called all four Stop of them. Stop it. Three of them. Three of them took my call. My daughter won't talk to me anymore. So it's seven fifty-eight. We're done. Okay. Have a good weekend. Seven fifty-eight. Bye. Have a good weekend, everybody. Peace.